I said I'd never love another man again. I had no idea I would soon fall in love with four of them. I sky Bellamy <laughs> escaped to this little mountain town to start anew, to focus. It was supposed to be easy, but if there's one thing I know how to do, is reinvent myself. But a series of unfortunate events land me right next to my favorite R&B boy band from back in the day, and they still look good. Angelo's the cocky one, Jamal is the strong, silent one, G is the gorgeous, sensitive one, and Matt, well, Matt's not on my radar, and for good reason, but I'm already on theirs. I'm supposed to be working, and they're supposed to be rehearsing, but temptation abounds. About, she told me to throw it back, about. And I soon find myself in their clutches, or maybe they're in mine. It's hard to say. But no matter how happy we are with our little arrangement, we're all hiding something. And it's only a matter of time before it all blows up in our faces. But in the meantime, we fall. This is book one in the Crave series. Crave is a reverse harem romance, which means the heroine doesn't have to choose. She can have any or all of the guys she wants, sometimes at the same time. There is no cliffhanger, but this is the first in the series, so the story continues in the next installment. So, just rock with me, because I'm doing this off the cuff. I don't even have my microphone. It's just me and my cell phone. But I wanted to talk about this book so goddamn bad, because I literally just finished reading it, and it's like 12.30 in the morning. So... The book is called Crave. Um, let's start with Sky. So Sky is a young lady who is traveling from Atlanta to like this countryside where you know there's nobody really out here. Whoop you do whatever, right? And the school that she's working at, you know, she's going out uh to the country for research purposes because she's going to be writing a book really soon and they're putting her up in an apartment but as soon as she gets to this little town or whatever the building is on fire so she has nowhere to stay so she calls um and it's like you know the building's on fire or whatever she's like well i can get you this place to stay at you know whatever I'll go talk to the other tenants it's like an Airbnb situation whatever whatever so she gets there oh well let me back up because she made a stop at a store to get a few things and she ran into this nice looking guy and he pays for her things and then when they get out to the parking lot she notices that he's driving a Maserati so, you know, they go their separate ways. That's when she finds out the house is on fire. Then she gets to the Airbnb. And when she gets to the Airbnb, she notices that same Maserati. So, they come out to meet her. Cause for one, I didn't understand. Because she lives, like, in a different part of the house, I believe. Or, like, another house. But they're, like, real close to each other. Whatever. So they set it up for them all to meet. I'm like, why do they need to meet each other? But I guess if she's going to be staying in there too, it's like, yeah, we need to know who this is. So she meets the four guys. It's Jamal, G, uh, Angelo, and Matt. 
Now, at first, you know, she don't recognize none of them, but when she's looking at all of them together, it's like, oh my God, y'all are craving. You know, they were a former boy band group and they're uh getting back together to go on tour pretty soon because you know everybody need money we older now let's get this tour back together and she goes back to her side of the house and the guys are all looking at each other like god damn she fine like i i want her and then they like nah we ain't got time for that you know like we here to um what is it rehearse for this tour and let that be that like do not get distracted by a woman that specifically is the reason why we in this little rinky dink town anyway because there's no fine women out here it's like we here to work and that's it and they all made a pact to agree now first of all matt is married so matt like i ain't got shit to do with this anyway i'm faithful i'm over here minding my business so y'all not talking to me so it was really excuse me really between angelo Jamal and G. So they look at each other and they're like, you know what? Cool. We're here for business. It is what it is. Now, even though they said that while looking at each other, Angelo is the first one to break that motherfucking promise. And he has sex with Sky. And you know, they all in the same place. So she's loud as hell. And he don't feel no ways about breaking it. Like, man, she's fine as a motherfucker. I wouldn't I never had any plans on holding up that part of the agreement anyway. So it's just like, okay. Already she caused a problem. And then she has sex with G. Now, G was her childhood crush. Well, teenage crush. Let me say teenage crush. Um, from the get-go. So she's always wanted him. And then the last one was Javon. Now, I'm going to be completely honest. I did not like this because, okay, after she had sex with Angelo and it was all still like, you know, well, I like her too, so shit, you know, but we can share. And it's like, well, first of all, let's ask her if that's something that she want to do and then, you know, like, we'll deal with the rest later. So they text her, you know, like, can you come over? And it's like, we like you and we want to see where this goes. You know, like, ain't no strings attached. You know, we all know what it is. But if you're comfortable with it, you know, we basically want to date you or, you know, let this be what it is. So she agrees. So like I said, she had sex with Angelo first, then it was G. Uh, and it was cute. Like G, okay, let me, let me back up. It's like, shit, I'm overloaded. Uh, Angelo, like he that roughneck, he dominant. He tell her what to do, how to do it. She liked that type of shit. G, like I said, he's her childhood crush. He took her on a date. He had it all set up for her. He, uh, Angelo, let me say this too. Angelo is a hater. That nigga a real life hater. Because when, uh, it was G turning to, like, take her out, and before they hung out, he pulls her to the side and was like, uh, you know that nigga don't eat pussy, right? And it's just like, nigga, are you serious? How you gonna be the one to suggest this idea then when it actually happens? You want some hater shit on the sideline, like basically hoping that she chooses you and only want to hook up with you. So when she go, like when she's hanging out with G that night, she tells him, like you know, Lo told me that you don't eat pussy, and he like you lie, like the way he looked at her, like that nigga, he a bitch, and he was. I was like Angela, that is some bitch made shit. Like if you like her, just admit that you like her. 
Uh, but you know, they have sex, it's good or whatever. And then when we get to Jamal, I didn't like, like, from his point of view, he like, I can't believe I was the last one to hit it. Like, if that's just how you looking at it, then go find you somebody. Well, ain't nobody in the fucking town, but, and that's not to say that Sky is ugly and like she's the last resort, but ain't nobody else up to their standards. Except for uh, G. They claim that G, he got a thing for older women, which, <laughs> but hey, uh, we gonna get there in a second. Uh, but yeah, it's just like, I'm the last one to hit it or whatever. And I didn't really, I am not gonna lie to you. Jamal, I really could have did without him. I could have did without Matt too, but, um, so yeah, when they do it, it's kind of like, okay, I, I really didn't feel no way about it. So it's like a rotating of her hanging out with them. You know, they all, they have a sex. And then at one point she had sex with G and Jamal. And it was like in the middle of the day, blinds open, sun out. And after it was done, she felt embarrassed because she's like, she's looking at it as she either just got a train ran on her or she got gangbanged and she didn't know how to feel about it. It's like, yes, I agreed to do this with y'all but I think she kind of thought it would always be like okay I'm hanging out with you this day or it was always going to be separately and then so she also didn't know how they were going to look at her after that so she like kind of kept her distance for what basically like a day or something like that and then she went to talk to Matt she had him meet her at the school so they could have lunch together because she saw him as a friend because he was nice. You know, like they all have conversations. They would kick it all, you know, kick it all together and just chill. So, and she told him like you, she said something happened. She didn't tell him exactly what happened, but it's just like, am I a hoe? And he's like, what, what you talking about? And she's like, you know, does this not make me a hoe? Are you going to look at me different? And he's like, this, that's not my business. Like this ain't got nothing to do with me. So Whatever happened, you know, that's between y'all. I don't have any thoughts about it. And why would you want to know my thoughts about it? And she's like, well, we're friends. You know, I respect you. And I just want to know, like, you know, do you think they're going to look at me differently now? Like, what's up? And he's like, no, you know, y'all made that agreement. That's between y'all. It ain't got nothing to do with me. And while he doesn't say it to her, he's getting frustrated because it's like, you know, y'all just living it up out here. Y'all Paulina, huh? And he got to hear that shit. Like, of course, he's not going to partake because he's not a part of that. But it's just like, damn, I got to hear this shit. And then he called his wife at one point and, you know, tried to have phone sex with her, but she wasn't having it. She's like, you know, I've been with these kids all day and I'm tired. Which, let's be perfectly clear. She has that right, and that's, you know, that's fine. And even if she wasn't tired, if she just went out and said no, that's her right. But I could feel from his side, it's just like, uh, I need some type of relief here. And, you know, the only person I'm going to get that from is my wife, so I need to talk to her. So he's left, like, basically hanging out by himself. So then... It's like after that happened, then she had sex like with all of them. 
in the room because G and Jamal was like, oh, we doing it like we did last time. And then Angelo, he was once again showing his jealousy. He like, y'all all been together before. And so that leads to another scene with them all together. And Angelo was the one commanding what happened, like who did what, who went where, whatever. And so after that, I think Matt, Matt was, he was sitting out at the bar once again, I mean, like, uh, the breakfast bar, and it's like, man, can y'all keep that shit down, because although I'm not participating, like, please remember that I could hear every fucking thing, and so, at one point, they went out to, like, a bar, and of course, because they seemingly seem like the only black people out there, people watching them as they walk and come in everywhere, now, she went to the bathroom alone, and when she came out, there's, like, this drunk guy standing by. He wouldn't let her pass, and he was, like, you know, kind of talking crazy to her. And he was, like, you know, are you alone? And when she points at the table with the four guys, he leaves her alone. But then later comes back, like, he's even more drunk, and he's, like, oh, it's the black girl. And he's just, like, here we fucking go. So they all jump up, like, you know, back up off her, leave her alone. You ain't got nothing to say to her. Showing it interact with you leave it alone so he's like man fuck that bitch she ain't worth it whatever so angelo had a gun now of course he didn't use it, but because she saw it and it's like oh you was willing to shoot for me daddy like oh you was gonna let that nigga so you know he got some pussy off that alone and once again you know they all just vibe and it's cool or whatever but then the guy's their manager comes down and it kind of changed the vibe between them because it's like he's what do they call him like a drill sergeant a slave driver like all that type of shit it's like oh if he come in all the fun times and shit we've been doing that's a wrap and lo and behold his name was taz when taz showed up all that shit did go out the window he like you know what y'all doing how's it going we need to get this make sure this uh tour is in tip-top shape so you know, get all y'all shit together. So, Angelo, I believe he was the one, asked uh, Taz to find their old contract, like, when they first became a group. And he's like, you know, that would have been when Matt's older brother, which was Angelo's cousin, which makes him and Matt cousins as well, um, that's when he was their manager, but he died in a car accident like a few years ago, so he's no longer around, so they don't know where that contract is. And then at one point, Matt, like, he went over to Sky's place, and, you know, they sitting down, and they talking, and he leans over, and he kisses her, and she pushes him away, like, we not on that level. We were never on that level you know, you were my friend, what are you doing? And you don't have permission to, you know, like, push up on me like that. It's, no, never. It was never going to be you. And he said some foul shit like, oh, you could sleep with three niggas, but a married man is where you draw the line, like, basically calling her a hoe. So she kicks him out and was like, you know, damn, that's fucked up, but us being friends and us talking to each other, that shit is over and done with and so at first, you know, she don't say nothing, but then she does say something to Angelo, I believe. 
And, you know, of course, he's upset because he's like, so, first of all, that nigga pushed up on you, and then he had the nerve to call you a hoe? Like, what the fuck? And so, they all confront Matt, and he's like, she told you? And Angela was like, she told me, and then I told them, and we want to know what the fuck wrong with you. And... (laughs) G tells him at one point, he's like, man, you better fix this shit because it feels like she's pulling away from us. And I'm telling you right now, if she stop fucking with me, I'm fucking you up. And Matt laughs at him, but he was like, I'm not laughing. I'm dead ass serious. Like, I'm starting to like her. Don't fuck this up for me because you don't know what you got going on. And Angelo is just looking at him and he's like, Matt tells him to say what he got to say. He like, fuck you. That's what I got to say. And Matt, once again, he's like, I apologize, but you got to stop putting me on this pedestal just because I'm married. It's kind of like you hold me to a higher standard and I'm going to fuck up at some point. Like, that's just the bottom line. So you cannot look at me as this almighty, I got to be perfect. I'm going to get it right every time. And I genuinely genuinely apologize for saying the fucked up shit that I said to Sky, and you know she's not talking to me right now but when she is then I will apologize so I think Jamal texted her and was like I'm telling her to come over right now so you can apologize so he's like cool yep yep do that do that so she come over he give like the apology is really half-assed and she's like I don't accept it and let me tell you why because you violated me and at first you know I tried to downplay it because that's just how uh us women do like no that's my friend he wouldn't do it like that but no you purposely tried to push up on me just assuming that because I'm dating or in a situation with these three guys that that just automatically meant that I'm a free-for-all for everybody and that's not the case and she's like you know I can't forgive but I just I'm not gonna forget so you know, it is what it is at this point until I feel like I can trust you again and we can be back cool. Let that be what it is. And they're like, all right, cool. So let's get back to rehearsal. You know, let's just get back to what we got going on. Now, Taz, like I said, when he show up, he got the beady eyes. He's staring dead at her, like trying to figure out what's going on with her. So she you know, she's looking at him like, you know, fucked up the vibe. I wanted to go back to being how it was before you got here where we just all had a good time and we was chilling. Now, like I said, she's writing a book. So the book she has now decided is going to be about her relationship with the guys and like how it's going and how does poly work between people and, you know, like all that type of stuff. And of course, they don't know that, and she's not going to mention it to them, because she's like, you know, it's not going to be about them, per se, because she's going to switch, like, details and names and stuff around, so nobody would know that it was them. So, one day, everything just turns to a head. Everybody's snapping. Everybody got a problem with everybody, and Taz is being a little messy bitch. They call Sky over... Her name's not actually Sky. She has a whole nother name. And Sky is also technically still married. 
because she calls him her ex, but they are not divorced yet. So it's just like you might be separated, but you're not actually divorced from this man. So you have a husband. So, of course, Angelo is pissed about that. It's like you married. He would have never agreed to do this or approached her if he knew that she was married. And she's like, you know, it's not what you think. And she had explained to Jamal that her ex would not let her see her daughter. So, of course, here comes Taz again being a little bitch. He got papers. He's like, uh, I forgot her real name. It don't even matter. But he's like, dot, 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 uh, has never had children. But this child that she claims to be the mother of, this lady, bop, 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 is the actual mother, and she is deceased. So she has to lay out all her cards that, yes, she is technically still married. Her soon-to-be ex accused her of attempting to run him over, but when she was drunk and behind the wheel of the car, she pulled up on him wherever he was at, and she just lost control of the car. She did not intentionally try to run him over or at least that's the story that they went with so of course after that and he got her off the hook with the police because the police showed up he has been holding it over her head so she cannot try to adopt the daughter or get custody of the daughter and so as soon as that and then it's like what else so she admits that she's about to write a book about them quote unquote even though she's not giving out any of the details and all that type of stuff and so you know all the guys they looking at her like damn that's fucked up and then it's like oh no we got some more dirt to get out on the table uh what is it angelo because jamal used to be on drugs so you know that's part of the reason why his family doesn't have any money and is like kind of struggling because even though he's not with his ex-girlfriend I think she even has two or three kids like they have two or three kids together so he needs this toy for that money so he used to be a crackhead and Angelo informs him that he used to stop by and give his family money when he wasn't there it's like you know you weren't around your family needed things so when I could I dropped off some money and I really don't like I get well no I don't because that's really just a man thing because it's like if you're not around to take care of your family you're not bringing no money into the household me as your friend if I'm helping provide for your family like how are you upset with me at all in any type of way um and so, what was Jamal's thing? I forgot. Jamal had some dirt. Oh, I think it was the fact that he was a crackhead. That was his only thing. Um, Matt's dirt was that he and the cousin, I mean, his brother that passed away, like, they are the reason why the group doesn't have any money. They were co-owners of the production company and they was receiving all the money from the group. So, and when his brother died, he didn't feel, oh, no, he said when it started to affect their pocket, like as the groups and they felt as, as a group, Lord have mercy, he didn't feel like he needed to say anything to them about it 
but you know he really just felt bad so while everybody has been needing money and has fallen on hard times you know he just low-key been doing all right in the background and it's like oh you were bitch for that and then what's oh g g has a daughter and he told angela because at some point well not at some point in high school angela had a girlfriend who he was really much really much who he was really in love with and you know thought they was gonna be high school sweethearts but when their career started taking off you know, he had to miss stuff. Like, he couldn't take her to prom because they had a gig. And it's just like, you more away than you are home. And she just didn't want to deal with that. So they broke up. So he thinking that G finna tell him he possibly had sex with the ex-girlfriend. And he's like, man, what? No, nah, never. I'm talking about Annette, Jeanette, Angelo's mama. So remember when I said... They always joke on that nigga about liking older women. Come to find out the nigga do actually like older women. And Angela, Lord forgive me. Angelo's youngest sister is actually G's daughter. And G, I mean, not G, Angelo was fed the fuck up. Man, he attacked that nigga so bad, beat his ass. He's like, man. I'm fucking done with y'all. This shit is over with. Don't you ever talk to me again today in your motherfucking life and so sky wasn't there for all that you know like after they found out her tea and what was going on with her she left like she got in her car she sped sped away because it's like i don't lost my guys you know i don't lost my safe haven like it's fucked up now so i just gotta go i just gotta get away get away get away so she does get away and she gets wrapped around the tree and she gets into an accident, but she, um, you know, she makes it no problem. She has a slight concussion, and her wrist is uh, bandaged up, so she's not going to be able to do any writing anytime soon, even if she wanted to, because, you know, her arm, I mean, her wrist is in a, a bandage. Now, Angelo had left, but, of course, he came back for his boo. Um, G and Jamal... Let me say for that. They were actually at the hospital. Like, G came in and was like, you know, I got feelings for you. I couldn't just let you go like that. So, you know, whatever you need or whatever you want, I'm still here for you. Like, Jamal out there basically, like, sending his support, but he can't come in to talk to you. And it wasn't until they got back to the house they realized that Angelo showed up because technically he signed a contract. So he was going to have to come back and rehearse for this tour whether he wanted to or not. And he tells her, you know, like, I'm here for you. I'm not here for them. Don't ask me to chill with them, sit with them, none of that shit, because I'm not doing none of it. I'm here for the tour, and I'm here for you. Don't ask me nothing else. And um, Sky also gets a phone call from Matt. Like, you know, once again, I'm, I'm sorry. That was fucked up for me. I don't feel that way about you. I respect you very much, and, you know... It's cool. I was just a little frustrated. That does not explain my behavior, but I do apologize. And that's my reasoning. I'm so sorry. And, you know, when I come back, I'm bringing my wife so I can introduce you to her. And Sky acting like, you know, have you told her about our arrangement? And he's like, no. Why would I do that? And she's like, you know, well, if you bring her and your kids back here, 
she needs to know something because I'm not about to hide my relationship that I got going on with the guys. Like, our thing is our thing. And so he's like, you right, you right. So before I come back, I'm going to have a talk with her and let her know what's up. And so she also gets a visit from Tax, who tells her, you know, basically I do everything for these niggas. I've raised these niggas. And although they appear to be grown men, like they're in grown bodies, when you become a superstar like that, whatever age you become a star, you know, that's the age you are forever. Like your growth is stunted and you're just a childhood star. And he's like, I know what's best for them. So that book, because everybody told her, you know, like, I don't care about the book, writing the book, just switch details around as long as it don't come back to me, you know, whatever, whatever. All the guys have told her that. Not Taz. Taz showed up at her door and was like, if you know what's best for you, you're not going to write that book and you're not going to say shit about them, you know, keep it to yourself. And she, which I thought was creepy, um, we got her think to herself, good thing my ex-husband told the police that, you know, it was just an accident and no way I tried to run him over. Because she was like, I was tipsy that time, but I'm in control of my emotions. And if he approaches me again, no one can stop me from, I'm like, oh, so you just trying to run a motherfucker over. Like, girl, please. So that's the end of the first book. And there is a part two. So... I don't know. I guess we're going to see how the tour goes, you know, how it all works out for them in the end. Does she actually stay dating all three guys or does she end up with one or does she end up with none? And from how it goes, from what I took from the first book, if she does technically, quote unquote, end up with just one of them, it would be Angelo. Because although... G was her childhood crush because, what well, he likes skin. He got dimples. He got a beard now. Like, she's like, this the one. He always been the one. But even when she was telling her friend about it, she's like, you know, oh, I can't wait to hop in the bed with Angelo again. Because it's like, G, I think I'm just stuck on the fact that he was my childhood crush and I finally got him. So I'm like, damn, was the sex good or not? Because she say it was, but then when you say shit like that, I'm like, yeah. And then Jamal, like I said, I always feel like Jamal is just there. And her and Angelo, like, he say whatever's on his mind. He that annoying friend that don't shut the fuck up, but he also makes you laugh at the same time. And like I said, he's dominating. He tells her what to do. And she's like that shit. And also, of course, he's willing to kill for her. So she loves it. Um, and they just, I don't know, they vibe together better than her with the other two. And Matt, I don't know where that's going because I guess because it was a reverse ham. I'm expecting her to get with all four guys. Ooh, excuse me. Um, and then it's kind of like Matt is just there. I guess to try to prove that men and women can be just friends and like he's just the one like I'm cool y'all do y'all thing but I'm just here so I can't wait to see how that goes I am kind of rooting for her and Angela then since they make the most sense anyway I hope this I I know the audio is trash because like I said I'm just doing this 
just the phone with my headphones on and just sitting here. It's probably all type of rustling and noise. It don't even matter. See you guys later.